Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Truth About Wealth with John and Michael Paris of Copper Beach Financial Group. Gentlemen, it is so good to be back with you. Hey, how hey. you doing, Eric? I'm doing fantastic. We had such a good podcast the last the last recording uh, talking about trustees. and Yeah, that was fun. There was a ton of information. So I bring that up, listener, because if you're new to the podcast, you've got to go back and listen to that if that's your situation. If you're considering or thinking about a, a trust or trustee, there's a lot to consider. So please Very go back serious listen topic. to that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the guys just knocked it out of the park. But today is something completely different. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, we we're going to take a little breather here. I, I was talking to Michael the other day, and 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 obviously i think everyone who who's listening will agree it's been a very very challenging 18 months mm-hmm. not only from covid but you know business issues and who's shut down and finding employees and inflation and what's going on in politics and you know so so we want to have a a, a discussion today michael and i on on the the questions we're getting from our families and they seem to it seemed to be pretty consistent, and I'm hopeful the listeners are probably going to be having the same questions. They just don't know who to ask the questions to. So we're going to mm-hmm. hopefully be that 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 mouthpiece that help them understand how we're answering some of these questions to our families. And 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 the first question we usually ask when we have a dialogue with our, a new family is, "What keeps you up nights?" Mm-hmm. We get very interesting response to that but i'm gonna propose that question to the group today what what's keeping everybody up nights so so here's some of the things that we're we're hearing and we're seeing people get stressed by and we're just going to talk about a few of them today and and just really have a story and a dialogue on how we're answering these obviously one of them one is is the inflation as you could your everyone already knows that inflation has reared its ugly head faster than we've seen in 30 years and people are starting to get concerned about it and they're starting to say how does that impact everything i'm doing how does it impact my business has it impact my investment accounts and what should we be doing to address it and and that's a that's a challenge it depends on you know what industry you're in the inflation issue could be different where you live in the country the inflation rates are different so it costs more to be uh, to live in New York and Cal and LA than it is in Omaha. Maybe I'm wrong, but it, it seems to be the East Coast West Coast is a little bit more expensive to live there versus the you know, Mid America. So so we're, we're starting to starting to educate people on what inflation actually means, and I don't think they really understand the impact it has on a lot of levels. And one being the fact that right now there's a five percent inflation rate being projected. Now, what does that really mean? Well, I'll give you an example. If you have a CD in the bank, and let's say you have $10,000 in a CD, what are you earning on that CD, Eric, right now? What would your best guess be? Squat. <laughs> I don't know if I... That, that's not a financial answer, oh, Eric. That's not, not, not the right terminology. That's why I attend these podcasts, so I learn the correct terminology. What would you call it? A squat plus. No, it's, it's going to be... It's it's a it's twenty five basis points, fifteen basis. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on the, the term of the, of the CD, but you're really earning zero. So if you have five percent inflation as a factor, 
not only have you lost 5% of the value of that CD and its purchasing power, but that's going to be lost every year. And I saw a study years ago, and I think the AIM group did it. It was a mutual fund group. And it was a fascinating study. It's back in 1970. They, they did an analysis on if you bought a bond and you put $100,000 in that bond and you got a 7% coupon, which is the dividend of that bond on an annual basis, you make $7,000 a year on that bond. It was a 30-year bond. Then they took the same $100,000 and put it in a balanced stock portfolio. It's called the AIM Charter Fund. For all you older folks out there, you probably remember the fund. Very, very famous fund with AIM. Um, and what they did was they tracked it. By the way, they took the same 7% out of the 60-40 allocation with the stock portfolio as they did out of the bond. Mm-hmm. Now, if you understand that inflation issue, every year, if you look at inflation on average, it's been about 3% over the last 40, 50 years. So if you go out a 30-year bond, do the math. Out 30 years, what was the purchase power of that bond 30 years when the bond matured? Because remember, how they sell bonds? You put your $100,000 a bond, as long as you keep it there for 30 years, we're going to guarantee your principal and we give you 7% along the way. All right? Just forget about the 7% for a moment. Just, face, you know, just look at the face amount of that bond. So if you go out 30 years later, what's the value of that bond from purchase power with 3% inflation rate? Quick math, Eric, you lose about 90% of the purchasing power. Mm. So is that a good asset class? So a CD, and I, and I don't want to offend any, any bank, <laughs> any CD you buy, you're guaranteed to lose value each and every year based on inflation and based on taxation. So is that a good asset class to keep? Well, certainly it has a, 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 um, a position. It's guaranteed principal. You can't lose it. It's guaranteed by the, by the bank. So it's, if you have a short-term ob- objective, it's a great place to put money. But long-term, that inflation is a factor. So, so what I'm trying to educate our families on, you have to look at your projections now differently. Because most people weren't really pay attention to inflation. Now we're, now we're going to adjust our inflation calculations and say, let's do a 5% long-term inflation rate. And how does that affect our investments, our real estate, and our, and our, and our values of our company? So it's a conversation that's, that's a challenging one. But that's a hot topic. Mike, would you agree that's, that's what oh, we're Oh, yeah. Hearing? Well, that, all the time we're, we're hearing that particular question, which leads me into sort of the, a secondary question to that first one, which is, okay, well, if we have this high inflationary environment, <laughs> what else do I do with my money? Where else do I put it? If I can't, I'm not going to get much on that CD based on that illustration that you just, that you just went through, dad, so where, where else, where else should I put my money? And that, you know, leads to a lot of other conversations on, uh, you know, where the equity markets are, as an example, as we're still in a you know 11 plus year i think it's 10 11 years now bull run so that's you know we're getting a lot of conversations around well should i even be investing into equities at this point because am i investing at a high i know that i probably shouldn't put it in that cd but should i invest it into this or is that a good decision it's challenging uh i think if you go back and listen to our podcast that we did with peter anderson it's a, it's a couple podcasts ago but he had i think some really good insight on uh, on that particular topic, in, in at least in his mind, his view on the equity markets, I, I think he still believes that there are is you know some room for growth here, at least for where we're sitting right now. But that's sort of a, a corollary type of question that that um, expands on what you said, Dan. But as a listener, you, you have to start addressing that with your advisors to understand how that affects your portfolio. 
The second big conversation we're having is on the proposed tax changes. Mm-hmm. Now, today, as we're speaking, they passed a very, very large bill in the Senate. Uh, it was the infrastructure bill was $1.8 trillion, I believe the, the final number was, but I think it's going to be more than that. And then today the Senate voted on approving the $3.5 trillion bill. So, your plan, imagine yeah. that. So, you, so if you look at what's going on in Washington, people are asking us, well, with all this debt we're, we're now we, we're going to have, taxes have to go up. And the answer is? They're probably correct. Mm-hmm. So when you look at tax planning now as a focus, our clients are pushing back at us now saying, what can we do to circumvent that change in the law? Well, right now, we're not in the position to really give any advice at this point, specific advice, because we don't have anything signed yet. We don't know all the details of these changes, but we're watching very closely. But as a listener, you have to start looking at what's going on with what's going on in Washington. Yeah, We think tax rates are going to go up. The other piece of it is on the estate tax side. Now, Michael, you want to jump in that because that's your, that's your world. Well, sure. Well, well to, to add to what you just said, Dad, I think that it is difficult to really guide families right now today on a, a course of action given some of these proposals that have been put out over the last 12 months or so, you know, going back to, you know, President Biden during the campaign, the election season, he had a lot of proposals that he wanted to implement. Uh, Some of those campaign promises or proposals really didn't come to fruition, at least in in the proposals that we've seen thus far. So it's it's difficult right now to to advise clients. And and I think it's important to pay attention to it. It wouldn't be something that I would uh, lose sleep over in terms of what what keeps you up at nights, at least try as best you can. I know that can sometimes be hard. But until we have some more clarity on what will actually be in a final bill that might get put forth, it's difficult to really speculate on things. But one of those things that that, that has been sort of put out there is related to the generational and estate planning side, which which is this um, the removal of the stepped up capital gain tax or stepped up basis that avoids capital gain tax when you pass away owning assets. And that's one uh, proposal that's that's seems to have some legs. Quite honestly, I, again, I, we don't know if that's going to make it into the final legislation, but that can have a really, really big impact depending on on how that shakes out on a lot of families' wealth plan. Because if you understand how that works, right now, if you own an asset uh, and you own it in your estate upon your passing, the basis of that asset, so whatever you purchase it at, essentially, um, or to make it simple will step up to the value of that asset on on the date of death. So if you buy a stock at a uh, dollar and upon your passing that's now worth $2, the basis is not one, it's now two. And if your heirs then sell that asset, they would not pay any capital gain tax uh, on that sale because the value is and basis are the same. So there has been proposals to eliminate that that that, that tax code provision. So that can have a very big impact on families. Uh, I call it a state plan. It's technically not an estate tax, but it really operates, I think, very similar to an estate tax. So one thing that we're trying to do a lot of work with our families on is looking at, uh, you know, sort of what is the tax basis of assets? You know, particularly if you're older, 
it might be something that you want to look at, um, trying to figure out what your basis is, what's the value today, what might that exposure be if that does come, come to pass in the future. And then if it does come to pass, what liquidity do you want to have to pay for it? I think that's another important component too, is if you do have to pay that tax, yeah, how is that, pay, how is that tax paid for? Um, whether you liquidate those particular assets um, that, that might cause that or trigger that tax, or you might want to reassess your life insurance coverage if, you, if you, you know, that's a part of your plan as well. So there's these sorts of questions we're trying to guide families on. Again, it is difficult because of where we're at right now without having some clarity, but I think it's, it's always good to be proactive and maybe start those conversations now with your advisors just to, just to, just to look at things and fine tune some things. I want to jump in here yeah. and ask a quick question because sure. um, you guys know that I'm, I'm located in Nebraska and this is farm country, right? This is the Midwest. And what you were just speaking about, I know that I've heard rumblings and or grumblings uh, because of the, the step up in basis for assets. Is property part of that concern? Because I know that some farmers in, in years past, um, there's been situations where the family had to sell a large portion mm -hmm. of a farm to pay taxes on the property that they inherited. But I mean, yep. it was supposed to be the family farm, right? And I mean, to me, that would keep me up at night. That would bother me to no end. And, and I don't know if your family's kind of faced the same thing. Um, my grandfather had a cabin on a lake a long, long time ago. And if it had been something, you know, that he, you know, had it as an extra property and, and passed everything down, it's a good possibility that the family would have had to sell that cabin just to pay the taxes on what the cabin right. was worth or whatever. And that, that just doesn't seem a fair or right, especially to the farmland. Well, that, that's really my concern, Eric, because we work with business owners. So let's give you a scenario. Oh, man. Yeah. You have a business that's worth $20 million. Dad dies. No more step up. Uh, mom and dad die. Both have to pass away. There's no step up. And there's 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 tax on that twenty million on the capital gain side. It's and what do you, what do the kids have? They have to sell the asset or sell mm. assets to pay it. So again, to Michael's point, we're not sure what's going to happen yet, but but uh, but I'm going to tell everybody who's just listening that you be please be in touch with your advisors and and pay attention what's going on because your estate documents probably need to be looked at, need to be changed accordingly. To Michael's point. You have to do some liquidity analysis on if suddenly if mom and dad would pass away, what impact does have for the kids, and if this tax does occur, what assets to have to pay for it. So it's going to be a challenge. We're not happy with this change. I think it's going to cause a major problem with businesses transferring generationally. Uh, again, it's just it's just my discomfort of not knowing what the end result's going to be. Mm -hmm. But as Michael said, that there's a good chance that it's going to there's going to be some kind of a passing of that because they, they want to do it. So, so it, it's just, just a heads up and everyone just needs to pay attention. Yeah. And, and pay attention to the details too. Cause I think that it does, even if that does get passed, I mean, I've read, and again, these are all proposals at this point, but I have read articles that do say that if it is a family business that's passed down, that there would either be some exemption or that wouldn't count. Uh, in that capital gain mm -hmm. triggering, or they might let you defer the payment of that capital gain. So uh, the devil's in the details, details with, with that stuff, of course. Yeah. Uh, but you know, even if you have to defer that the payment of that tax, that is still paying the tax. It's just you're you're spreading it out, or they're maybe giving you a little bit more um, flexibility with how you pay that tax. So it's it's uh, you know again something to keep 
keep your eye on for sure. If you are a high net worth family, if you're a family business, or you have a lot of illiquid assets, real estate, you know, farmland, like you mentioned, Eric, those sorts of things, it is important to pay attention to because liquidity becomes very important if that, if that does come to fruition um, and, and a family member passes away. You guys talk about the hundred year plan and that, so that even bothers me more. Who wants to have that, you know, that hanging over their head? Michael's, you know, they can def defer the payment. Who wants that hanging over their head for the next 20 to 30 years? And then what happens if that, the, the business property, whatever it is, is then passed down to the next generation? You know, how long is Uncle Sam going to sit there and say, well, okay, well, let's, you know, we're going to put this yeah. off, but you're going to owe me $17 billion at the end of the day. You know, that just, yeah. You know, I mean, here, here's my personal opinion. I'm perhaps a little bit more skeptical when they, you know, it, it, but it is difficult to parse through what's rhetoric yeah. and what's actually mm -hmm. going to be something that, that comes to fruition. It's hard sometimes, at least I find it hard sometimes, but you know, if you want to do planning, we often say to families, you want to plan for the worst case scenario yeah. and hope for the best and hope that that doesn't come to fruition. And this might be, one of those cases that you might want to start looking at those things, even if it doesn't come to fruition, you know, it might be something that you want to look at. But yeah, I mean, I would agree with you, Eric, who wants to have that hanging over their heads? I certainly wouldn't as a, yeah. you know, as a G2, as a generation two person. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the, the deferral payment of that, if that does come into fruition, is actually very similar to uh, a tax code section called 6166, which which applies to estate taxes. So if you are, if you have an estate tax obligation and you have a uh, business asset, uh, there's a lot of strict requirements to, to, that you have to meet to elect this section. But essentially, what it does is will allow the family to defer or the estate to defer the payment of that estate tax over a 14-year period of time. And it does provide some relief, but you know there's interest that they charge on on the taxes that you owe. They might uh, put a lien on the business if that's you know some. So it's one of those things where if they they try to create a duplicate of that tax code provision with this, now you're in a you know in a much more difficult situation. I mm -hmm. think. So. Now let's go back to the, to the to to folks that have just a, a general investment portfolio. I refer to as non-qualified. That means it's not an IRA or not in 401k plan or pension. You just have a broker that you manage your stocks with or you do it over Robinhood or you do it off of uh, E-Trade or whatever it might be. What's gonna happen now if this tax proposal, if, if, it's, if it's full bore, again, we're not sure at this point, there's talk about raising the capital gain rate up to 40% on your gains on your portfolio. Mm. So think about an average portfolio. If you have uh, $300,000 in your account and your advisor does a great job and he earns you $20,000 that year on that account, 10%, and, and you turn out he did good, but what was your net deposit rate of return on that? If you have a capital gain tax of 40% or roughly in that, in that number, if it's that high, it's gonna be between 30 and 40. What are you keeping? Of that no. gain, so how does that affect your accumulation of wealth? So, so you have to be careful and look at not only have you, a, you have an issue on your non-qualified accounts. Let's go back to the qualified accounts. Remember, a couple podcasts ago, we talked about the Secure Act that you can no longer stretch the IRA to through the children generationally. They have a ten-year period to pay that tax. So you see what's going on in Washington, and again, I'm not happy about it. They're trying to figure out a way to pay for all this debt, and it's on the backs of our grandkids. And, and, I, and, and we're gonna do everything in our power as advisors with our families 
to try to stay in the guidelines of managing all this. But my challenge is you got to stay on top of it. You can't just push this aside and say, I'm not paying attention to it. It's going to be critical that you do because every dollar you save in taxes is a dollar you, you can accumulate for the benefit of your family. Mm-hmm. So, so it's really it's really that type of conversation we're having with everyone and we have to address it and we have to have a solution when and if the law ever changes and that's what we're waiting to say yeah one of the other questions we're getting um which is an interesting one is is the on the the front of how do i manage all this <laughs> all this all this stuff from my family how do i how do i put it all together and how do i stay focused on it there's no software out there that allows people to do that easily so mm-hmm. how do i manage all this so so i would challenge people that you need to have some kind of a tracking software that tracks all this and combines all your data in one spot and to allow you to look at everything on a daily basis. It's hard to be fragmented, but that's what people, they have po- pockets of assets over here, over there, they don't pay attention to it. So I'm gonna challenge everybody, try to get it all together in some kind of a, f- a focus box, if it's a technology, great. And Robinhood could help do that, but not everything can be in Robinhood. Not everything can be in E-Trade. You have real estate, you have other assets. So there's a, you have to kind of stop watching what's going on with all your with the, all your assets on one over under your umbrella, basically. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, some other questions that. Um, well, one one that comes up also related to a lot of the business owners that that we work with is how to how to find uh, talent these days, or how to find. Uh, even anyone um, to, yeah. to employ uh, yeah. at this point due to some of the things that that um, you know have been kind of I guess with the with the pandemic and and maybe some proposals or or some laws that have been put in place to combat the the pandemic. They a lot of our business owner clients are struggling with finding people to work. Um, that's a big issue. Uh, that's difficult for us to be able to <laughs> deal with. Um, it, it, kind of you just have to almost wait it out but that's that's another question and comment that i think is coming up a lot yeah but that affects businesses i mean michael's point's well taken i passed a restaurant down down by by my house down at the beach and the restaurant was closed at five o'clock and it was mm-hmm. close because they, they can't find anybody to work. I went on Monday to get uh, stop at a pizza place to get lunch, and they were closed on Monday because they were due to temporary work shortages, which I found kind of crazy. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. the two Burger Kings yeah. closest to, to us, same thing, closing down uh, midday. One of them closes at noon, so they only do the breakfast, and then one of them closes down about 4 o'clock. They don't do any dinner because, again, work, work shortage. It just it blows my mind. So, so if you if you listen to a few podcasts back, we talked about some deferred compensation strategies to allow mm-hmm. you to retain and recruit in, employees. That's going to be hot on on the table because if you have good employees now, how do you keep them? Because there's going to be a lot of people looking for. Oh. And I heard that some I, I think it was Walmart was paying people a thousand dollar bonus just to just to go for an interview or something. It was it was fascinating what's oh. going on out there. But retention of good employees. I think is going to be, although people aren't really concerned about it, but it's come up in a couple conversations. How do I maintain and recruit the good talent? And so different strategies have to be looked at to, to accommodate that. Uh, I think it's going to be critical to keep growing your business, if you own a business, uh, to find the right talent pool. I mean, it's, it's, I'm right telling you. Yeah, doesn't that tie right back into inflation? 
right? Absolutely. Now, if the compensation packages have to increase or the you know they have to increase their wages or they're handing out $1,000 bonuses or whatever, all of a sudden product prices have to go up, service prices have to go up because the businesses cannot sustain themselves in this kind of an environment when they have to compete so aggressively for help. And I'm not an economist, but I couldn't agree with you more, Eric. I think that's going to put pressure on that inflation rate not going away anytime soon. Yeah. Although I think the media has talked about this as a temporary inflation. I don't think so. And it's starting to come out now that it's longer. They're going to project it longer than they what they thought. And But anyway, inflation is going to be one of those things we really have to pay attention to because it affects everything in our lives. It's yeah. a tax. It affects growth. It, it causes um, reduction in values. I mean, it's just something we have to pay attention to. Now, one of the questions that just popped into my head is more on the real estate side with yeah. real estate prices going up as, as high as they have been. And, and with a lot of uh, the mortgage forbearance uh, that's been in place, um, you know, whether or not you think or we think that that's going to cause maybe a, a crash for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a difficult question to, to analyze as well, but I think that might be something that comes into play as we start getting out of the pandemic and maybe there, there's a, a lot of mortgages, I think, that are still in forbearance. Now, whether they can get out of it, I don't know, but that's another question that's popped up a couple times in client meetings that, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it, I think that's on the radar for, to keep, uh, keep your eye on for sure. Yeah, actually, I, I had a conversation with a client. He read somewhere in some, I think it was Wall Street Journal. I can't can't remember the paper. It was a financial paper. And there's apparently uh, these big corporations in, on Wall Street are buying up real estate left and right. And they're creating a rental yep. portfolio. Mm -hmm. So think about that. How does that affect our, our home buying in the future? If... <laughs> This, so they're buying up all these properties and renting them out to people because people can't afford to buy houses. So it's it's kind of an interesting, we're in a bubble here that I don't think anybody knows where it's going. Mm -hmm. Again, our messaging is very clear, hopefully, is if you're not paying attention to your financial affairs a year ago, you should really start paying attention to them and, and seek advice from your advisors, meet with them quarterly, stay on top of all the changes that might be occurring, and put yourself in a better position because you're more informed. I always say either you're informed on the, or the uninformed. Mm -hmm. So this is just a shot over the bow that you have to start being that informed person or, or family and start trying to capitalize on some possible changes to enhance what you're doing as a family or as an investor or as a business owner because it's all going to be critical yep absolutely and i know that we've got listeners that are business owners and you've got listeners that are you know they're business owners and they own multiple properties whether it's just family properties or it's properties that they're using for investing so right. all of these things are playing you know in their mind um, and they need to ask people questions. Obviously, I, I point to you guys because that's who I ask all my questions of. Uh, but they need to reach out to you. And, and I'm just going to say that straight out. So how do they get a hold of you? You've given your contact information before. Do you do you have any specific way that people that are not sleeping well, you know, where do, who do they call at 2 a.m., Michael? Is it you? <laughs> that's probably best to not G one. Probably best to reach out to us on social media if yeah. you're uh, <laughs> at that time. If you're up that late, yeah, uh, you, yeah you could uh, you can reach us on social media. We're on LinkedIn. Um, uh, both both my father and I personally are on LinkedIn. Copper Beach is also on LinkedIn, so you can reach out to us there. Uh, you could reach us on our website www.cbfgllc.com. 
and uh, I'll, uh, always call the office, area code 856-988-8300. Guys, thank you for all the education that you provide. Um, straight answers. You know, you, you don't sugarcoat anything, which which I appreciate. Um, it, it's, it's refreshing because we hear a lot of people hemming and hawing about, you know, all these different topics, but you're just getting down to the meat of it here. And, and you're, you're freely able to admit, we don't know, right? We don't know what's going to happen. We see the writing on the wall, but the best thing you can do is start to plan and talk about it. Don't, you know, hide your head in the sand. And that's what you're encouraging here. So I appreciate that. So thank you so much for your time again today. No, not a problem. Our pleasure. Eric. Happy to do it. You bet. And, and of course, they wouldn't be doing this without you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast with John and Michael Paris. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when John and Michael come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Copper Beach Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This material is for informational purposes only. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Copper Beach is not affiliated with American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc., a member of FINRA SIPC, Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors, Inc., an SCC Registered Investment Advisor. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Any opinion expressed in this forum is not the opinions of American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolio Advisors, Inc. and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy.